0: What's up everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 141 and we're talking a bonafide gem. One of the greatest games in one of the greatest franchises on one of the greatest consoles of all time. Donkey Kong Country 2, Diddy's Kong Quest. It is great. Fucking great. I don't remember if I said it was great or not. Uh, I love this game. And I'm not going to sit here and say that this is definitively the best game that we've never covered on Remember the Game. Does that, I think that's, obviously, that's a pretty hot take. That's debatable. But I will sit here and say it has won of the best games that we have never covered on this show, and damn it, it is time to write that wrong. Because not only does this game look, sound, and play phenomenal, but it was the debut of Dixie Kong. And as you may know, if you follow me on social media, I am a long time Dixie for Smash Ultimate advocate. She's a phenomenal character. She kicks ass. She should be in Smash Brothers. I'm glad she's in this game. And fuck me, there's just so much good here. My um, guest this week is the Diddy to my donkey, my. Bradley McHugh, who also adores this game, as should anyone, with even an essence of taste for good video games, and if you're waiting on Angry Adam to make an appearance on Remember the Game, uh, you're gonna have to wait at least another week. He's not gonna be here this time. This show is all positivity for this week, or at least at least this one time around. Anyway, it's all positive. So, uh, and we're gonna talk about Diddy and Dixie's shenanigans in just a little bit. Because speaking of positivity, it is time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And a quick reminder, as always, you can find timestamps in the description box if you want to skip around. Don't yell at me because it's long, blah, 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 blah. Also, if you can hear kids outside screaming, it's because the kids that live near my house are outside screaming. And despite closing the window and throwing several rocks at them, they're (laughs) still, I'm kidding about one of those two things. You guys can decide which one, but they're still out there screaming. So if you can hear them, I'm sorry. I'm not a good enough editor to edit that out. Uh. I would be remiss, which is my word of the day, if I did not start the infamous intro this week by thanking everyone that bought a ticket to my online comedy show this past Saturday. It was uh, it was a huge success, great feedback from everyone, the studio, people that watched the show. Mark McHugh had a fucking great time. Uh, we made a little bit of extra money. It was just wins all around. It was three weeks of fucking stress, but I feel really good now. I went off without a hitch, so from a sincere, not just one of those thank yous that I throw out every like eight minutes on this show, but a sincere bottom of my big fat heart thank you to everyone that came by and everyone that supported it and bought a ticket. And I'm sorry that I couldn't get to everyone's comments and questions at the end of the show because we did a and a We kind of tacked a Q&A onto the end of the comedy show and we kind of ran out of time. Uh, But fuck, it was fun, man. We're going to do another one. It was legit one of the funnest nights of my comedy career. So, uh, And and several of you have asked, yeah, are you going to do another one? Yes, eventually. I don't know when. It'll be a while. Because frankly, I used up all my good jokes on that show. So I I don't have enough material to fill another hour-long comedy show right away. But But we will look at doing another one. So we had people watching from the States and all over the place and just fucking feeling great so thank you uh for the support and for listening to my goddamn constant plugs over the last three weeks i won't be plugging that anymore but speaking of thanks and plugs thank you to everyone that has signed up for our patreon over the last few weeks we went from 199 patreons to 242 over 20 days so thank you thank you so so much check your inboxes if you're on patreon i have asked for your uh shipping address to send you a remember the game lanyard the ike wasn't able to order those until uh, i knew the final count of how many i was going to have to order but the i'm just waiting i'm hoping the email comes in as i'm recording this i'm just waiting to hear back from the manufacturer with a finalized picture of the design i think they look dope and then we'll get them ordered and they'll probably be shipping out in early april so check your messages so i can get your i'm going to start locking some shipping addresses down fast so that it's done uh so there you go and you can still sign up if you want to get in I'm, I've ordered a few extras I'll try to get a couple more out there if you get in there so because frankly these podcasts and stuff wouldn't exist without your Patreon support it's like that's why you know I, I say it every week you guys know that it is just $2 US you get access to all of our bonus podcasts you get early podcasts you can submit comments to be read on the show including playing play one remake one erase one you can vote for the games we cover you can join our discord all that good stuff uh, episode 51 of our Patreon exclusive show expansion Expansion Pass went live this past Sunday, and by popular demand, I decided to review God of War for the PlayStation 4. And just all of my review episodes are absolutely spoiler-free. I tack a short spoiler cast on at the end, but I warn you like a 100 times first, so you can listen to any review episode I've done and not worry about having the game ruined for you. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek at the most recent episode of Expansion Pass, episode 51, God of War 2018 Review. The, the main the Kratos character the main character they they nail him they nail the relationship that he has with his son uh one of the cool things is that you spend portions of the game in a canoe uh going from island to island and yeah it's it's like it's a touch wind wakery but not nearly as long not nearly as 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 boring the land is much fuller it's fucking gorgeous to look at it's not boring at all if you didn't like the the water the ship traveling ship rowing shit in a game like wind waker do not sweat this game because it's not nearly as tedious or boring, not at all. And while they're in the, the, the boat, while they're in the canoe, they talk to each other. And even if they weren't talking to each other, it would be fine because the game is just so gorgeous. It's fun to just look at while you're exploring, But Kratos and Atreus spend time in the boat just talking to each other. And sometimes they're talking about whatever happens in the game or where they are in the story and stuff like that. Or sometimes they just tell stories. You know, Kratos will tell Atreus a story, just a fable or a tale or something like that. Or like an old, you know, a myth or whatever. Um, And they're really entertaining. They really, like, they, they get your attention and you want to hear how these stories end. So that was this past Sunday's episode again 100% spoiler free it's uh, it's available the second you sign up on Patreon along with a ton of other reviews like we have Last of Us 2 Final Fantasy 7 Remake Paper Mario and the Origami King Ghost of Tsushima Cyber Shadow Slay the Spire there's also ranking episodes in there we look back at old consoles tons of fun stuff again 2 bucks gets you all the old episodes new ones every Sunday and a bunch more plus you get a shout out and you get to hear me mispronounce and butcher your name like I'm about to do to most of these people a huge thank you to all of our newest patreons raul aguilar i worked at subway david phillips Corey street chosen alst gary heather carmichael nichols nicholas 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 yes i'm fuck i suck at this squints john Dechazo, tense sparkster lee whitworth nathaniel shelley explode processing swedish fish and captain cool thank you all so so much welcome to remember the game industries, patreon.com slash remember the game. Also, don't forget I have a P.O. box. I just sent out a whole bunch of thank you postcards to people. You can find the full address at RememberTheGamePodcast.com, but it is P.O. Box 69181 Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. T6V1G7. Just shoot me a quick letter, a postcard, something. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you one back. We'll be best friends. That's how the world works. And finally, as always, I stream on Twitch a few nights a week. We're going with Tuesday and Wednesday evenings and then Saturday after afternoons right now just look for member the game over on twitch not remember member the game over on twitch and you can come by and make fun of me while i suck at video games and i'll talk to people in the chat it's a lot of fun and our audience is growing over there dude we're slowly and surely we are fucking climbing the mountain to take over twitch just like we're taking over the retro gaming podcast world and then they'll all fucking pay. But anyway, that's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you. Let's blow in the cartridges. It is our opening segment on the show every week. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming related, but nah, not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge.
1: He blows all right. He blows big time. That's
0: it, honey. Get into the spirit. (laughs) And we're just getting like more and more comments each week. So so thank you all so much. If you don't get read, please keep trying. I will get you on the show soon, I promise. We had a ton of new names pop up this week, and I love that, man. I love mispronouncing new names. So uh, let's blow. Our first blower this week is Swedish Fish. And Swedish Fish said, Adam just picked up a Nintendo Switch with the new Super Mario Brothers. You and the family can't put it down. What are some of the must-have titles to start with for this system? That is a loaded question, Swedish fish. That's it's that's hard. It depends on your taste, it depends on your family's taste, what are you willing to subject your family to? But the Switch library is awesome. I truly believe that. There's something in there for everybody. The I mean the future might look a little a little dark right now. We'll see what comes, but if you're just catching up on the last 4 years, you are in for a treat, my friend. Now you said you got Mario U and you said your family's playing it and loving it. So I'm assuming that you want some more family-style games like that. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe would probably be my first suggestion. Everyone can play it. It's designed to let anyone play. It, it's, it's Mario Kart. It's fucking perfect. Um, it's huge. Uh, Mario Odyssey... Is really, really good as well, but it is single player. So just remember that. It's a great Mario game, but it is single player. If you're looking for another multiplayer Mario, Super Mario 3D World is a port of the Wii U game, which is also the the Mario Brothers U that you're playing is also a port of a Wii U game. And I think Mario 3D World is really, really fun, and you can play it up to four players at once. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is another gem, but again, single player, so keep that in mind. Smash Brothers is awesome. Um, Those would probably be my early suggestions. I mean, there's a ton of great games, but if you're talking Mario games and you're talking playing it with the family, then Mario 3D World or Mario Kart 8 would probably be my top pick. Mario Odyssey and Breath of the Wild, if you don't mind going the single-player route. And oh, don't forget Mario 3D All-Stars is only available until the end of the month, apparently, allegedly, according to Nintendo. Fucking Nintendo. But that has Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy on it. Again, they're all single-player, but it is three really good Mario games. And you've got, like eight days to fucking buy it because nintendo keeps threatening to take it away so keep that in mind enjoy your switch let me know what you get thank you for writing in and thank you for the support swedish fish Um, you know what i think of when i think of swedish fish i think of the blue fish like the the gummy candies but i also think of swedish berries and oh god dude i haven't had a swedish berry in so long that is the definitive fucking five cent candy i don't give a shit what you say fuzzy peaches are there too but swedish berries oh yeah scott brooks Wrote into us on Patreon and said, Hey Adam, long time listener, first time blower here. I love that. Uh, I know you've already covered the worst enemies in gaming a little while back, but have you ever thought about the most petty My mind goes to the sand foot soldiers in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project. Those petty little sons of bitches' sole mission was to literally throw sand in the turtles' eyes. It's so hilarious, but it makes you wonder, when they were roundtabling the development of this game, how the hell that baddie was brought up. That was my random gaming shower thought for the week uh yeah that's good stuff you know what i never thought about that scott brooks but that's fucking hilarious and you're right they are fucking petty i know exactly who you're fucking talking about those goddamn i think they're yellow those fucking foot soldiers that literally just throw the sand in your eyes and i i love the idea of the developers sitting around dreaming it up but i think even more so i love the idea of shredder going to baxter stockman and telling them to design a new style of the foot soldier robots and be like i don't want them attacking I don't want them to kill them. I just want their eyes irritated. (laughs) Like just that's all I want them to do. And get another one that'll just spray them with the hose. Yes, that'll show them. That's fucking I love that. Uh, There's fucking tons of enemies that are just petty. Uh, It's driving me crazy that I can't think of an example. But just about any enemy that can't hurt you and just slows you down or gets in the way. Fucking irritates me. All of them. Like I would rather you try to kill me. Then just try to inconvenience me. That just. Oh man. Like in some Mario games. I think think Mario Sunshine was bad for it. I'm trying to think of which game it was. I want to say Mario Sunshine. But they had these like big fat enemies. That would just flick you in the air. If you went fucking near them. And they're not going to hurt you. They just disrupt what you're doing. You just got to walk back to where you were and try again. Fuck that. Fuck. Fuck that. I hate enemies that don't try to kill you. That are just there to be a nuisance. That's my. Oh fucking petty. Oh, hell of a blow, Scott. Good job. I like that. Good stuff. Amy Gillen wrote into us on Patreon and said, Hey, Adam, congrats on your industries expanding so much lately. I'm so happy for you. Thanks, Amy. Uh, Amy says, my question slash blow is, was there ever a game growing up that you were too young to understand, but once you got a little older, you went back and could appreciate it to its full effect? Keep bringing the hot dogs all this awesome content, dude. You are a man of the people. Aw. Thanks, Amy. Yeah, I like that. I'm a man of the hot dogs. I like that. That's a good question. A game that I didn't understand as a kid, but I appreciate it more as an adult. Hmm. I was a pretty dumb kid. I, I didn't understand much. Uh, Actually, yeah. You know what? I can't think of some. Uh, Dragon Warrior. Dude, Dragon Warrior, the first Dragon Warrior on the NES. I always talk about how Final Fantasy II on the Super Nintendo was my first JRPG, but I did play Dragon Warrior before I played Final Fantasy... And I just remember having no fucking idea what was going on in that game. Just aimlessly walking around until something overpowered killed me. So if you haven't played it, like the very first Dragon Warrior is about as basic as RPGs get. You have one character and you just basically grind in an area until you level up and come up with enough gold to buy the more powerful equipment you know better armor a better sword or whatever and then you move on to the next area with stronger bad guys and rinse and repeat rinse and repeat rinse and repeat and then all you do is fight until you're almost out of health walk back to the hotel or the inn or whatever sleep get your health back walk back out fight kind of grind money it is super basic and i've beaten it as an adult and i actually love that stupid game we're gonna do an episode of this show on dragon warrior for sure but as a kid no fucking idea what was going on. I just walked into more powerful areas and got wrecked all the time. Uh, what else? Oh, dude, I didn't understand the point of point-centric high-score video games when I was a kid either. I remember my dad came back from Cambodia. He served over there with the military. And when he came back from Cambodia, he bought us this like knockoff cartridge for the NES, which was like two pieces that went together, and it had 31 games on it. And it had stuff like Popeye, Donkey Kong, Galaga... And we played all of them, but I never really understood that we weren't really trying to like beat the game. Do you know what I mean? We were just going for a high score. Paperboy was another one. And I would play them and play them and play them and never understood that like you're not even trying to beat the game. You're just trying to get as many points as you can. Uh, Oh, fuck. And Echo the Dolphin. No joke. I'm not even kidding. Not even. I'm not even kidding. Because I used to play it at the dentist office as a kid and I thought it was fun. And now as an adult, I've realized that it was like as painful as the dentist, but I didn't get it back then. So. It's a good question, Amy. Thank you, uh, Nathan- Nathaniel Shelley. I hope I said your name right. Nathaniel Shelley wrote in and said, "Hey, Adam, long time listener, new patron. Thank you very much. Love all the podcasts, and the fact that I found you on a whim was the best stumble of my life." Uh, <laughs> before I finish your comment, uh, Nathaniel, I like that. Uh, the the I'm the remember the game, the best stumble of your life. I I like that. We that's a good tagline. So Nathaniel said, on another note, what's your opinion on the Dark Souls games? I personally have 100%ed all of them on my Xbox, and I love them, but it's always awesome to hear other people's experiences with them. Oh, boy. You're uh, you're opening a can of fucking worms here, Nathaniel. Hi. um, I've only ever played the first Dark Souls, and I jumped into it after hearing about how hard those games were because i i know i rage about video games and stuff but i actually really liked difficult video games for the most part if they're tough but fair like a celeste um the messenger shovel knight crash team racing was tough but i loved it i mean even the crash bandicoot games are pretty tough but i like them uh i, I like i love that kind of stuff but dark souls is just i'm not good i'm not good enough it's too hard and i don't think dark souls is unfair but what really turns me off about dark souls is that when i die i have to go back to the last like fire i was at and then slowly fucking tridge back to what killed me so that i can take another shot at it and i understand that's kind of the hook and the loop but it's just so slow and then it's like and every time i die i have to do like the same 10 minutes of gameplay over and over and over again and i just I lose my patience and I stop having fun and I you know what I think if I had played the Dark Souls games before modern games turned me into a wimp and made me soft with giving me a checkpoint every 8 seconds I probably would enjoy the Dark Souls more and have had more patience to to plug through them but I just don't have the patience now. I actually sold my copy of Dark Souls and I do find myself craving it and thinking about going back to it every once in a while but I won't rebuy it because I know it's just going to piss me off again. And I'm just going to end up being so just, they're not bad games. I don't hate them, but they're not for me. I'm not good enough. I'm not patient enough to get good. So I just, it's like, I'm not good with spicy food, so I don't eat the spicy wings. And that's dark souls is spicy wings. I get why they're good, but I don't do the spice, you know, uh, thank you for writing in and thank you for the support, my friend uh chosen all I hope I'm saying that right chosen all wrote in and said I enjoy your show and I would like to blow I love it." uh would you consider the Wii a retro console right now some say it's more modern retro same thing could be said for the PlayStation 3 if not considered a retro console then how old does the system have to be to be considered a retro console thank you for the great content as I slog through the backlog I'm currently on episode 117 uh well thank you for listening chosen and for writing in and for the support this has been a source of debate around these parts for some time, because you know what? Like I was talking about covering PS three, Xbox 360 games and Wii games on the show fuck a year, year and a half ago. But every time I ran a poll asking people if you considered them retro, it was almost 50 50 split every single time I asked people. It was almost a 50 50 split. So uh, we did cover Skyrim on the show a few weeks ago. We have an Uncharted episode in the bank coming up soon. We are going to start covering the odd PS3, Xbox 360, Nintendo Wii game. Because I, the term retro is very loose. You know, I don't think there is a defined generation of gaming that is considered the last retro console. Like, personally, I feel like PlayStation 2, Xbox, GameCube. Like, that generation and back is retro. But that's because those are the games that I grew up playing. You know, and, and frankly, that's why I decided to start covering the odd 360 PS3 Wii game on the show, because some of our younger listeners have wrote in and said they consider those games retro. And to me, the definition of a retro video game is one that an adult grew up playing. Does that make sense? Like the PlayStation 3 came out in 2006. So if someone was born in 2001, they're 20 years old now. But and I know we have people listening that are in that age bracket, but they were five years old when the PlayStation Three launched. I was five years old when I was playing the NES. So, but I was twenty three when the PS Three launched. So it feels like part of my adulthood. I don't, you know what I mean? It's not part of my childhood. Whereas the NES is. So I think it's all so it's it's all just so subjective. Like I say, personally, I would consider the PlayStation 2 era back to be retro, but to our young listeners, it's different. I can respect that. It's what you played growing up. So there you go. Yeah, it's modern retro, I guess makes sense. But but see if I hear the word modern retro, I consider something like Shovel Knight, Celeste, Cyber Shadow, The Messenger, those like the the current games that look retro. That's what modern retro is to me. But anyway, anyway, all right, we're anyway. So yeah, floating target. There you go. Thank you for writing in. And then the final blower this week means that it's letter time. It's letter time. And our letter time letter this week comes in from Tim Riel. And Tim says... I'm an old man Adam not so old that I have retirement level free time but old enough that I haven't the mental or cognitive abilities to track down the story to track down the story path of these newfangled game series boasting 80 to hundred hours of narrative I can barely handle 20 or 25 hours I've restarted the last of us five times over six years because I keep forgetting who everyone was and because of this, I find myself drawn to the narrative light or to narrative light games because I can sit down and play those whenever and it doesn't matter that it has been months since I played. I can pick up a No Man's Sky and be happy. No memory jogging needed. But I long for the days when I could play a great, well-told story in one sitting. I miss the days when a 10 to 12 hour story wasn't reviewed as a rip-off or why wasn't this just DLC? As you know, I've been diving into playing entire games in one go, and after the Uncharted series, Hellblade, and A Plague Tale, I'm already running out of AAA-quality stories that can be digested in a single go. Am I alone in this? Am I the only one that wants a 10-hour story? Am I old and off-trend? Is there a market anymore for the games I want to play? Am I the only one that thinks Spider-Man Miles Morales looks like a better narrative experience than Spider-Man because it's short? And an actual question, what's your favorite single serve narrative focused game? Tim, I don't know if you put so many big words in there because that's just the type of person you are, or if you put them in there to try to trip me up and fuck with me, but well done because you kind of did both. And it was so funny reading all of your list of questions. All I could think of was Principal Skinner when he was just like, am I so out of touch? No. No, it's the children who are wrong. And I I feel the same way, man. You're not alone in this at all. I have the softest of soft spots in my heart for games that have the balls to be short. And I understand, unfortunately, a game's length is somewhat directly tied to its value these days. And that fucking sucks because I've said it before. Give me 10 hours of phenomenal game over 40 hours of collectibles and boring, useless side missions. Fucking all day, twice on Sunday. Particularly since I launched Remember the Game, I've actually really grown to appreciate short games. Not only because I want to play as many games as possible, but because a lot of retro games that I play for the show are short. Right? There wasn't a ton of fucking 50, 60 hour games on the NES and the SNES. They were, you know, two, three hours up to 10, 15 hours. And it's just like Mario RPG, one of my favorite games of all time, is like 12 hours long or something. That's fucking perfect. I love that. So I know there are gamers out there that want that beefy 200 hour experience. And I think there's a place for those games for sure. But as someone that has to and wants to play as many games as possible, I agree with you, Tim. I love a nice short game. I love that. Um, If you are looking for shorter games, my first thought is to suggest looking into more indie titles. They're not always going to tell the same story, you know, that a Last of Us or a Hellblade does. But a lot of them are nice little 10 to 15 hour bite-sized games that kick ass. You're also going to save some money because indies are dirt cheap. I don't mind it if a game is 40 hours long. But respect my time. Don't waste my fucking time. Make it a good 40 hours. God of War. I just finished God of War. I probably put 35 hours into it. And I was like, that was a good, solid, beefy 35 hours. Whereas you take a game like Spider-Man, and I love Spider-Man on the PS4. After I got into it, I really started to dig it. But there's so much time in that game just spent looking for backpacks and collectibles and fighting bad guys. And I hit a point where I'm like, respect my time. I don't want to do this. Let me just play the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Dude, I just played Resident Evil 2 Remake. I did two playthroughs, one with each character, and each playthrough was under 10 hours. Fucking perfect. So I agree. And I really hope we get away from this trend that you mentioned, Tim, of games have to be 40-plus hours to be uh, value. Or to have value concept, I fucking hate that. Last of Us Two was a great game, but that story overstayed its welcome. You could have gotten rid of the last five hours of that game, and I wouldn't have been offended. I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but I just don't think they were necessary. I'm, uh, I'm a little hopeful that a service like Game Pass makes developers feel a little bit more comfortable taking chances on a shorter, tighter game because people won't complain if it's over in seven hours because they didn't pay $80 for it. It was just part of their subscription service. Do you know what I mean? Uh, And I will say something to keep in mind, and I forget this a lot too, is a lot of open world games can be short if you just play the main quest. And I know that's easier said than done. I've had tons of those games where I swore I was just going to bomb through the main story to see how it ends. And then those little icons start popping up on the map and you're like, ooh, what's that? Oh, what's this over there? And now 40 hours have gone past. And I get it. Um... But there are some of those games like a Spider-Man that if you just skip the side shit and go through the main story, you can beat them faster. So just keep that in mind. And then just quickly, you asked what my favorite single-serve narrative-driven game is, which I assume you mean is one that I could play through in one sitting. Uh, I don't think it's a triple a game. I, Cause I gotta be honest. Like I don't, I can't sit down and even a 10 hour game. I can't sit down and binge to a 10 hour game. I almost always have two games on the go at once at least. Cause I'm the type of person where after three or four hours tops, I want to switch and just play something else. Even if I'm spending the whole day gaming, it's just like, I just, it's, it's like, I'm just eating French fries, eating French fries, eating French fries. And I need a bite of the burger. I can't just eat the French fries. So I got to switch it up um but a game that fits your your description for me a story-based game that i could beat in one sitting you know what first game that pops into my mind is a game called gone home and it, it's not a triple a you know uncharted last of us etc style of game it's a little indie it's a walking simulator you literally just walk around this house this house solve some very basic puzzles and it's more about just taking in a story and i can't really explain much more than that but it was really, really special. I played it once. I don't think I'll ever play it again because it's just really the story and I know where the story's going. But it tells a great story. It's short, really hits home. No pun intended. So so Gone Home is excellent and cheap and short and that is my suggestion and I understand how you feel, Tim, as did several people that replied to you on our Patreon because they all, people get, stop with the 80-hour games that don't need to be 80 hours. Whew, thanks, buddy. Thank you for writing in. And that's all the blowing this week. Um, uh, Guys, thank you so much for all the messages and que- messages and questions, everybody. Please keep them coming. I will get. I can't read everyone every week. I've stopped stressing out about it quite as much because I've just realized it's possible. But I'll, I'll get you on sooner than later if you keep playing. I promise. Uh, that's so. That's that'll do it for that segment. I almost said that's all the blowing, but you guys already know that's all the blowing. Let's get into our smash hit segment. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. Uh, The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. And the third game is erased forever. And this week, since we're talking Donkey Kong Country 2, which was made by Rare, I thought we would do a Rare edition of the show. So our contestants are Banjo-Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing am the original Donkey Kong Country. As always, there are no wrong answers, there is a right one. We'll get to that in just a minute. And admittedly, I thought this would be tough. I figured like, oh yeah, well all three of these games, people love all three of these. This will be a a level playing field. Does not appear to be the case. One of these games took it right on the chin. A whole bunch of you had the same answer. Thank you to everyone that played. We're going to start with Mike Burks this week who wrote in and said, I'm going to keep Donkey Kong Country because it still looks and plays great. I'm going to remake Banjo-Kazooie because we only have a few games in that franchise and it would help us forget Nuts and Bolts. And then I would delete Diddy Kong Racing because there's plenty of other kart racers out there that are Better as is. Sound logic all the way around, Mike. Uh, And it is like what Mike's order there. Play Donkey Kong, remake Banjo, erase Diddy Kong Racing is by far the most popular answer this week. Uh, You're right. Donkey Kong Country is perfect. Doesn't need to be touched. I'm a little shocked that so many of you said you wanted to remake Banjo-Kazooie. But like Mike said, it's been a long time since we got a good new Banjo game. And helping us forgetting nuts or forget nuts and bolts exists is a great start and very interesting to me. And then erasing Diddy Kong Racing because there are better kart racers out there seems to be pretty common, pretty common logic this week as well. And as someone who's never played Diddy Kong Racing, I know enough to know that that's true, that there are better kart racers. So i get the logic dude i don't think we've ever seen so many people agree on one just i'm gonna fly through a couple of these just listen to this amarok says oh boy i bet this won't be very original play donkey kong country remake banjo kazooie delete diddy kong racing donkey kong country is a classic banjo kazooie needs a revival in proper form diddy kong racing wasn't bad but mario kart is better so there it is again mercury 869 said time to keep this simple Keep Donkey Kong Country as it is. This game is fantastic and should remain in this manner. Remake Banjo Kazooie. With the way Mario has pushed the boundaries on adventure games, Banjo Kazooie could really become something of a masterpiece. Remove Diddy Kong Racing. I know this will get me some heat, but let's face it. This game was not as good as Mario Kart during its time. It tried some cool things with different vehicles. It had a story, but at the end of the day, it wasn't ruining. I wasn't ruining lives in battle mode on this game. So that's another one. Lee Whitworth says play donkey kong it's a classic that doesn't need a remake or a part of me doesn't need a remake or a remaster just stick to enjoying it how it was made remake banjo kazooie if only for adding voice acting to hear the banter between kazooie and the mole i agree with that and unfortunately delete diddy kong racing as much as i love it you could or as much as i love it the you hear cart Oh, okay. As much as I love it, you hear kart racing, and Nintendo will always be make you think of Mario Kart. So there's another one from Lee Corey Street. I would remake Banjo because I think this game is awesome to play. Would be awesome to play with modern graphics. I would keep Donkey Kong Country the same because it's a classic. It doesn't need to be changed. And I would get rid of Diddy Kong Racing because honestly, I was more of a Mario Kart kid growing up. But I do know that Diddy Kong Racing was an awesome game either way. And that is just a sampling of the people that said fair. It's Play Donkey Kong, remake Banjo, erase Diddy Kong. It is not what I would do, but I can't help but acknowledge that it is the popular opinion. Now, the unpopular opinion was to erase Donkey Kong Country, and a few people did it, and you have all been put on my revenge list. I worked at Subway, wrote it, and said, oof, this is a tough one. I'll just come right out with it. Keep Banjo-Kazooie, because it's perfect. Remake Diddy Kong Racing, because it was the best kart racing game ever and was extremely unique due to the open-worldness. And sadly, erase Donkey Kong Country simply because, to me, the sequel bests it in every conceivable way. Ooh, Subway. I can agree with you that Banjo-Kazooie's awesome. Calling Diddy Kong Racing the best kart racer ever? that's, uh, That's a hot take, but okay. Erasing Donkey Kong Country, though? That should be illegal. That should be illegal. Now, while I don't agree with what you're saying, Subway, I will defend to the death your right to say it but you've made my revenge list for erasing Donkey Kong Country. And so has Adam Anderson, who says, play Banjo-Kazooie, 3D platforming perfection, remake Diddy Kong racing, story-based kart racing is a genre that needs to return, erase Donkey Kong Country, great game, but 2D platforming has been done better elsewhere. You're not wrong, Adam, but you're on my goddamn revenge list. And speaking of my revenge list, Slick Rick says, play Donkey Kong Country, it's amazing, and still looks and plays great. That underwater music is sublime. And that is all you need to do here. I can semi forgive your blatant disrespect of our rules, Rick, because you didn't erase Donkey Kong Country, but you're still on my fucking revenge list. Johnny CCDC says, This is tough for me because I've only played one of these, but I'll say play Banjo Kazooie since people say it's some of the Nintendo 64's finest examples of platforming. Remake Donkey Kong Country because it had a near perfect game that could benefit from its sequel's polish and with overhauled audio and visual, it could really be next level. And then erase Diddy Kong Racing. Even though I hear it's a really good racer, I have Mario Kart and F-Zero to keep me company, both nostalgically and with current reiterations. Now, Johnny, I will agree that Banjo-Kazooie is the definitive Nintendo 64 platformer. It is that simple. But I just cannot bring myself to erase Diddy Kong Racing without playing it. And fortunately a bunch of you felt the same way. John Quack wrote in and said, this is a straight shot square in the nostalgia for me. I never owned a console growing up, so I have very fond memories of playing these games at friends' houses. Play Donkey Kong Country. Mario did it better, but this was different, and it was Donkey Kong. Remake Diddy Kong Racing. Everyone who says Mario Kart is better isn't wrong, but they're also not right. Comparing these games is like comparing apples to apples, red and green. Both find choices in their own right, but very different. And that leaves our beloved Banjo to be dropped into the G file to never be seen or heard from again. Sorry, old friend. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. ChrisKnife007 felt the same way. Said, play Donkey Kong Country. Remake Diddy. Banjo can suck a pistol. <laughs> I, think, I think telling Banjo-Kazooie to suck a pistol is a little harsh. <laughs> I like that. But I do agree with this order. That's exactly what I would do. You both got it right. Shout out to Charlie Maderos, Ninja Lunchbox 79, and Wyman Brooks for all getting it right as well. I personally would play Donkey Kong Country because I will be goddamned if I'm erasing this game. It is one of my favorite Super Nintendo games of all time. As I recently stated on my Patreon exclusive ranking, my favorite Super Nintendo games podcast. You can find that at patreon.com slash game. I'm not erasing it. I did consider remaking it because I'd love to see it done in like a Tropical Freeze art style, but I would rather just have a new Donkey Kong Country game than see this one remade. And there's a game I want to remake more, which is Diddy Kong Racing. Because like I said, I never played this back in the day. People swear by it. For a long time, I swore off any kart racer that wasn't Mario Kart, but playing Crash Team Racing in the last few months on my Xbox has opened my good eye to kart racing alternatives, I really do want to try Diddy Kong Racing now, but not with that fucking Nintendo 64 controller. So remake it, nice and sexy, put it on the Switch so I can use my Pro controller, and you've got yourself a sale. And that means, unfortunately, I erased Banjo-Kazooie. And I love this game. I played it through for the first time last year, and I will argue to the death that it is a better platformer than Super Mario 64. I will argue that to the death But I've played it. I'm done. I don't need it remade. I don't really feel the need to replay it. I would rather play Donkey Kong Country. So it's just a victim of circumstance. But that's it. Thank you for playing, everybody. I stress every week about not reading enough of these. But if I read too many, it'll start to kind of just all blur together and you'll space out. So keep playing. I promise you'll get on the show sooner than later, okay? Let me break down what I've been playing over the last seven days. And then we will finally talk Donkey Kong Country 2. Guys, dude. On Sunday, I finished two video games in the same day. That has probably happened to me fucking two or three times in my life. And I cannot describe the sense of achievement and accomplishment I felt as I went to bed Sunday night, knocking two games off my backlog. Uh, I finished my second run on resident evil 2 remake because if you don't know there are two characters you can play as and once you play the game with one then it lets you play the game with the other character and experience the other story because they're happening simultaneously uh you wouldn't fucking know that todd because you've never beat resident evil 2 you son of a you fucking know who you are but yeah so i i i really dug it i finished my second run so i've played through with both characters now cannot recommend resident evil 2 remake enough thank you very much for the gift slick rick uh I also finished Halo Reach, the campaign. It's pretty short, but really, really good. Uh, I only ever played the original Halo Trilogy when they came out, one two three. And I really want to play all of the campaigns before Halo Infinite comes out at the end of the year. And now all I have left is Halo 4 and Halo 5. And I know some people are like, I want to play them to see what happens. Uh, But I really dug Halo Reach's campaign. I recommend checking it out if you have the Master Chief collection. I've been playing Star Fox 64 on 3DS because that's going to be next week's episode of Remember the Game. I've also been playing Altered Beast on my Sega Genesis because it won our Patreon Let's Play poll and I owe you a Let's Play. I really want to be able to just beat it in one run for the Let's Play. I'm getting very close. So you're going to get I think you're going to get a fucking showcase let's play when I record that. And then I finally fired up XCOM 2 on my gaming laptop. I bought it for like six bucks on Steam and uh, I've been putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and I finally get it now. I get why it's the crown jewel of the tactical combat genre. It is fucking awesome. I'm going to put a lot of hours into XCOM 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to fire up uh, near Automata. Is it Automata or Automata? I don't know how the fuck you guys want me to say it. But I'm going to be firing that game up this week. It is the next game officially in my backlog. So that'll be turned on probably Thursday or Friday. Oh, and Ben, booyah, if you're listening to this, I'm just waiting for Final Fantasy V to go on sale on my uh, on the ios i think i've already mentioned that then i'm going to download it on my ipad uh it looks like it goes on sale a few times a year so it's got to be coming up soon as soon as that game goes on sale man i'm going to grab it and then that will take uh precedence for me in my gaming backlog and i'll beat it because i owe you an episode about it and i promise i haven't forgotten i'm just a cheap piece of shit and i don't want to pay full price for that game so there you go that's everything i've been playing let's talk diddy kong country donkey kong country 2 Diddy's Conquest. Dude, this has been a hard intro because I'm constantly saying Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Dixie Kong, and trying to keep track of which one I'm fucking saying at which given time. And they're all, they sound the same, but they're all different. And anyway, uh, let's talk Donkey Kong Country 2. Diddy's Kong quest there it is i like to give you nerds a chance to sound off about what we're talking about first uh just a couple comments from you guys troy wrote in and said i didn't play any of the sequels but can i just point out how horrible donkey kong's voice was in that garbage 3d animated show my earliest childhood memory of this show was thinking how (laughs) shitty his voice was but i mean i still watched it banana slammer troy Yes, I used to fucking. I'm not gonna say I used to love that show, but I did used to watch that show. It was so bad. You guys, just look it up. The Donkey Kong Country computer animated show from the 90s is such shit, but it's awesome. Banana Slammer, fuck yeah! Oh, that makes me smile. Yeah, David Phillips says I played the hell out of the first Donkey Kong Country, but never played any of the sequels. It's on my Super Nintendo Classic, and it's on my list of games that I need to play for the love of God, David. Yes you do call in sick to work tomorrow something tell him I said it was okay fucking it'll be fine go just yeah find a fucking excuse play this game my god David it's I was tempted to drop the ban hammer but not yet but fucking play this game it's so good Leon K wrote in and just said best game on the SNES and I well I'm not technically gonna agree I'm also not gonna argue with you Because I would listen to that argument. It's a contender. No question. I would listen to that. It's right there. with Super Mario World, Link to the Past, etc. Phenomenal. Tense Sparkster wrote in and said, Dixie Kong's guitar riff and Diddy Kong's beatboxing after beating a level gets me pumped every time. That little touch makes this game amazing. And I actually agree with you, Tense. Particularly Diddy or Dixie Kong's fucking rocking out on the guitar when she beats a level. I just think that's like the greatest shit. Ah, I can hear it in my head right now. I fucking love that riff. And then finally, explode processing wrote in and said one of my favorite platformers of the 16-bit era probably the first game i ever hundred percented or 102 percented because of game math most of those bramble and minecart stages can get fucked super frustrating but in a way that you want to just try again and again and then try some more the music and soundtrack is an amazing 11 out of 10 keeps you pumped where needed and calm where needed like rare deliberately scored tough stages with serene calming music blast it you fucking got it explode well said my friend enjoy the tunes and then enjoy the lengthy chat i had with bradley McHugh about the legendary donkey kong country 2 diddy's conquest which originally released on the super nintendo on november 21st 1995 let's go Joining me via the blank phone this week is a longtime guest on the show, longtime friend of mine, Patreon supporter, and all-around pretty good dude, my good friend, Mr. Bradley McHugh. How was life, pal?
1: Not too shabby. I got to say, I got to uh, I gotta sit around and play some Donkey Kong Country this week, so yes. I uh, really don't have any complaints. Dude,
0: so here's the thing, man. It's funny. I I don't know when this episode will go live, but we're recording this on January 29th, and I tweeted out today on the 29th. Uh, about to sit down with my pal Bradley and record an episode and I said this might be the best retro game that we have not covered on the show and that's an incredibly subjective argument because there are some great games that we haven't covered on the show but I don't care what anyone says I will dig in my heels I will die on this hill if Donkey Kong Country 2 is not the best game we haven't covered on the show yet it's top three it donkey kong country you all know i'm a platforming junkie you all know i'm a super nintendo junkie you all know i'm a donkey kong junkie and then when you package all three of those things together throw in a little bit of dixie kong who is my favorite kong ever this game is spectacular there's no angry adam this week this game is magnificent bradley
1: I agree. I agree. This game is uh, this game is unbelievably good. And you know what, I've thought about this for a long time. And I figured out what it is that makes this game fun. Um, Particularly like this Donkey Kong Country entry. Think about like Donkey Kong Country one and three. What is like the one thing that you hate about those games? It's, it's having to play as those fucking big clunky yeah. characters i wanted to like say Donkey kong and <laughs> kitty kong they
0: suck i wanted so, to say that but i didn't i was like i, I don't want to shit on donkey like kitty kong yeah kitty kong can go fist himself but i was like yes, i don't want to shit on kitty donkey kong. kong but you are right in the original donkey kong country every chance you have to play as diddy you're playing as diddy
1: you're, you're, every you're taking chance. it so yeah. what if both characters are diddy yes agreed but that, so it's it's absolutely perfect, and not only that, but Dixie Kong also has like a, a glide maneuver, oh. which makes her actually control a little bit better than Diddy Kong. Brad,
0: that's exactly okay. So you nailed it. So when I played, because I played the original Donkey Kong Country, I have probably beaten that game two dozen times like I love that video game I played it so much as a kid it was it was like I knew every level I love that game and then when Donkey Kong Country the
1: one I'm the most familiar with yeah sure
0: but then when this one came out I never owned this one as a kid so I didn't get to play it till the Wii virtual console and that's where I played it and then I played it over and over and over and over and I've played it so many times since and uh, I agree with you. Like, so Diddy Kong is the star of the first one. So then, when I saw that he was the man in the second one, I was like, "Well, that's fucking rad," because he's the best character. And then I thought, like, even having never played as Dixie Kong, I've always just thought she looks like a really cool character, like the like the pink hat and the big blonde bond or er, uh, ponytail. I just yeah. think she looks really cool. Like, I just I I still to this moment think she's the coolest looking Kong character ever created. Um, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm a, I'm a cranky Kong man myself, I, <laughs> but I, I
0: think Dixie Kong's up there. I got mad love for cranky too. He's my number two by mile. <laughs> I love cranky. But then when, when I, when I sat down to play it and I was thinking like, well, the only thing is I hope they don't play both like Diddy. Cause like that was one of the rad things about the original donkey Kong and donkey Kong country three. Cause I owned one and three as a kid. I never got two. Uh, I love the idea of having the little fast character and then the big strong character because it's a great mechanic, right? But then when with Dixie Kong, they're like, well, she can just lift barrels over her head with her ponytail so we don't need to have a big, slow, hunkering fucking slog of a character, but we still give you the ability to either carry the barrel in front of you or lift the barrel up over your head, which at times is a very important gameplay mechanic. And I was like, what a clever way... To give you a character that can do the strong stuff without actually making them strong. Like yeah, I it was, it was uh, still
1: making the gameplay fluid. They
0: both handle different, right? Like, and that's the key. That's always the coolest thing. Is and that's to me, that's one of the biggest step ups from the original Donkey Kong Country to Country Two. Not only do the two characters handle different, but I love the way that they added like the tag team moves into this one. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like you could you could uh throw the other character upwards so that you could grab onto a hook that's out of range. Yeah. Like if yeah, I have there's, there's tons of cool stuff like that.
0: Yeah. If I have a criticism of Donkey Kong country, the first it's that there's no, there's no way for the two characters to like, other than the high fives they do, which is cool. They don't interact with each other. Whereas, yeah, like in this one you can pick up, you know, the other monkey and then whip them across the room or whip them up to hooks or up onto a platform or into a barrel or something. And that adds a whole new level of, of gameplay. This is real, dude, there are some games where they make a sequel and you're like, this isn't quite as good as the first one. Um, and there's a lot of those, but then there's other games where they make a sequel and you're like, fucking right. You did what we wanted you to do. You took the engine of the first game and you just polished it up and made it better. And this game, Oh my God, Bradley, they, I, you you
1: know, you know what I was thinking about with this game the other day (laughs) I was thinking about like the nervous, like Nintendo power writer who was like, wait, you're telling me you want me to announce a new Donkey Kong Country game is coming and Donkey Kong's not gonna be in it? Yeah. Oh people aren't gonna like that.
0: You know what? I thought about that and like cause it is a ballsy move. Like cause the thing about it is like for any of you that don't know, just quickly, in the original Donkey Kong Country, Cranky Kong, the old monkey that yells at you and gives you shit all the time, that's the Donkey Kong from the arcade games. He's old now and shriveled up. And then Donkey Kong is like, this is his, like, now you're the guy. Like, this is, you're the new, you are Donkey Kong. I think he might be Donkey Kong Jr. from the old games, but I'm not 100% sure about that.
1: I'm, I'm fairly sure that that's what it is.
0: But you're right. They gave him the role and they were like, we have a new franchise on our hands, Donkey Kong Country. And then it took one game before they took him away and you know what this is and i'm angry adam's not coming out because this is a happy episode but donkey kong <laughs> country 2 is what mario is missing should have been you took yes. your protagonist your protagonist right. went missing and then the side character becomes the star this is what it should have been everything that was wrong with mario's is missing is right with this game and you're right it's like, an mario incredibly missing bold have
1: just been like a super mario world game
0: with luigi yes Yeah. that's all it should have been and that's what this was and I agree with you I remember being a little bit hesitant to be like well what the fuck I wanted to play as Donkey Kong like I'm admittedly I'm kind of floored that they didn't make this Donkey Kong and Dixie Kong rescuing Diddy Kong like
1: yeah that's true actually that's it that's an interesting thought
0: because then Dixie could have just handled like Diddy but give her the hair spin and uh and Donkey Kong is still Donkey Kong but I, I have to imagine that probably like you and I have already just said like 300 times, everyone that played the first Donkey Kong Country was like, well, Diddy's the guy. Like, this guy's the star. So then they were like, all right, if you all like Diddy Kong so much, here's his own fucking game.
1: And uh, and I also, I also, I also like to imagine like the, like, I'm sure at Rareware, this was not an easy decision to come to. I'm sure there were screaming arguments about whether or not to include donkey kong is a playable character in this game
0: yeah i agree with that 100 percent. i you know what you know what's always bothered me about that always is uh what's that? so a lot of not a lot i think most people would still say that donkey kong country 3 is a good game and it is a good game but it's fine but uh, nobody likes kitty kong nobody likes that fucking big idiot i no. i it will bother me until the end of time that donkey kong country 3 wasn't donkey kong and dixie kong saving diddy like that will bother me forever because I was like, "You made another Donkey Kong and put him in the game. Like you, why not just give us Donkey Kong?" Like I assume they wanted to create more characters because the more characters you have, the more you can do with all like a universe and everything. But I was well, like, just at, at fuck the time, you.
1: at the time too, there was a TV show, so I'm sure that's where a lot of the characters came into play too. I like that show. I actually don't mind it. It yeah. looks like it looks like shit now. But- <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> But, it, was, it was fun for the time.
0: I liked that show, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, this game, obviously, is Diddy and Dixie Kong. And uh, even even if you just, like, we'll get into the whole mechanics of the two monkeys and all that kind of stuff. But even if you take those two monkeys out of this, say it had been Diddy and Donkey Kong again, it had been all the exact same game. They just took everything the first game did and made it better. Like, the levels are bigger. They're more... There's more exploration involved. The oh, overworld yeah, but, is better. Every, every third, I can't, outside of the fact that you can't use Donkey Kong, which I don't even know if that's a bad thing. I can't think of one thing that Donkey Kong Country 2 did not improve on its predecessor with. Not one well, thing. And,
1: and what I like about this game is that while it's similar in its layout, they c- very clearly didn't just want to make the same shit again. Yeah. Um, and uh, a good example of that is that uh, this game has no minecart races in it. There's there's no minecart levels in this game, which was like the most popular shit in the first game. So again, I think that's a pretty ballsy move. But they replaced it with the roller coaster levels, which I debatably like quite a bit more.
0: Me too. And I I will say I like the minecart levels in the original Donkey Kong. But I really like the roller coaster levels in this one. I can't agree with you more, man. I love that mechanic.
1: they well, and it just it feels a little bit more real because like at what point is a gamer really going to be in a mine shaft? Yeah, ne- never. Yeah. this this feels a bit more real because uh, a fucking theme park that's actually some shit that's gonna exist that some that people have to go to. Like, yeah it it's it, oh,
0: I love everything this game does. I like that they take more do you have more animal friends in this one. Um, yeah. now one thing i yeah i don't know and i'm trying to remember because the three donkey kong games kind of blend together but i'm 90 percent sure that when you like in the first donkey kong country when you find an animal you just ride the animal whereas in this one don't you turn into the animal when you find it
1: um it depends on the animal um some of them you ride like you ride the spider and you ride the no no um no, no, you you ride them. You ride them. You ride all yeah, of them. Yeah, I think
0: you're right. It's just all um, oh, right. You just hit the stop sign and then they disappear. That's all it
1: is. There's a boss fight in the game though where you have to play as the parrot and you don't get Donkey or Diddy Kong or Dixie Kong right. because it would make it too hard to have to like expand your hitbox i think right fucking squawks i hate that little fucking i hate that fucking yeah uh, yeah, he's he's the worst of all of them he controls the worst i like the swordfish the best i think oh
0: me too yeah oh he's Uh, oh and oh hey another quick shout out you guys know how i feel about swimming levels swimming levels suck and they shouldn't exist and i hate them the swimming levels in donkey kong country games are actually tolerable
1: yeah they don't they don't fucking blow it dude They're,
0: they're not too bad and when you get the swordfish It's magnificent because now you don't have to tap the button. You just use up, down, left, right and jab. It's fucking, you're right. Yeah. I think his name's on guard and he is Meg. He's the best. He's the best animal.
1: One hundred percent. My favorite. I also really like the, the Rhino. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure like there's like a precursor to that B boss fight where you play as the parrot, where you actually are playing as the Rhino as well. That's like right before that boss fight.
0: Yeah. I like him too. Which which is
1: cool. And you know what? Um, this game has fucking unbelievably cool bosses.
0: <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Just, sorry, I want to just... Because there's one animal I want to shit on. I hate the snake. I hate that fucking thing with every ounce oh, of yeah, my the, being. The, the spring? Yeah, and it's not because I hate snakes. Because I actually am not afraid... Of, I'm afraid of bees. I don't like any bee. But I do like... I don't have a problem with snakes. But I hate the way that fucking snake controls. The way it kind of boing, boing, and you got all tie. I I like the spider. I think he's a cool new addition. Uh, but the fucking snake can suck. I, I hate him. So that's why... Now, I, that's why i won't get a perfect 10 because the snake sucks
1: i I haven't um i haven't played the original in a long time is is the rhino in both
0: yeah yeah in the cool in in the original there's the rhino the swordfish the frog and the ostrich and i don't think and i think the frog and ostrich don't come back in this one i don't think no they don't no but you get the snake and the you get the snake and the spider i think the spider is fucking awesome
1: awesome and the the parrot who we all hate
0: (laughs) yeah the parrot fucking sucks um but you had mentioned the bosses yes i agree with you some of the bo- dude because admittedly if there's like the the bosses in the original donkey kong country are pretty lame
1: they're a little slapped together i yeah. think
0: they're like stationary screen and they're all on the same screen where you're just fighting them in front of a bunch of bananas and they're kind- and they double up like you fight the fucking the beaver twice you fight the ostrich head twice it's kinda right. I think you fight the B twice. It's kinda lame. Whereas in this one, there's some fucking red So I played this game on my twenty four hour charity stream a couple months ago. And I was playing this game right near the end. I was at like hour twenty. So it's a oh, little so, foggy. So you
1: were you were seeing fucking tracers, yeah. dude. You were you had been up for twenty five hours. Yeah, I was
0: exhausted. And I still got uh to the like I think the I don't think we got to K rule. I think I got to like the level before K rule and then I and then I was like I'm I'm done. I can't do this anymore. I was That's too That's pretty tired. close though. Yeah, cuz like this game's not easy, but we'll get into that in a minute. The boss fights, I specifically remember thinking like, dude, these boss fights are infinitely better than the ones in Donkey Kong Country 1. Infinitely
1: better. Absolutely. I agree. Um the first one is like the parrot who's like the pirate and I would say this is probably the most basic of them all, but it's the first boss. So it's like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but then the second boss is actually my favorite boss in the game. And it's just like an, a, like a, like a possessed sword. Yeah.
0: That's the one I was thinking of. Yes.
1: This is, this is my favorite one in the entire game because it, it forces you to employ like, like a different type of strategy where you have to jump back and forth between the two platforms while still, maintaining, like holding onto a cannonball to hold, throw at him.
0: Yeah, like if you've never fought this boss, it literally is just like a giant flying pirate sword and you fight him in like a lava cavern and there's two platforms on either end of the, the map and then in the middle it's just lava and then there's a yeah. bunch of hooks and you have to like, so you hit him with a cannonball because cannonballs are laying around and then he comes after you swinging his sword and you basically have to jump across the lava using these hooks to the other side to pick up another, and yeah dude, that's exactly the boss I was thinking of I think that boss is fucking awesome it's
1: it's it's my favorite one i um i don't love the bee. I i don't love the bee one where you have to play as the parrot i I actually hate that one yeah
0: i i think it's just because i i mean nothing dude that's the perfect storm of hate for me because i don't like the parrot and i'm and i hate bees so that that boss fight that whole every level where you're in the beehives are i think they're incredibly well done they're really creative but i find them to be the hardest levels in the fucking game
1: Oh, I, I actually, I agree. I agree with that a lot. I was actually going to say that my, myself. Those games are, or those levels are so hard. But here's the thing, is if you had mentioned this a little, uh, like like pretty briefly, uh, the whole fucking thing's pretty hard.
0: It's a, dude. So like, it's funny though, because like everyone talks about how difficult the Donkey Kong Country games are. And and Donkey Kong Country Returns is difficult. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is that game. You, you earn your dinner at that game.
1: i've never beat tropical freeze i've beat every other one but i've never beat tropical freeze it's so fucking hard
0: yeah i'm gonna just quickly flex for all the hot dogs i have 200 percented tropical freeze twice hell yeah Uh, that game is my bitch but i love that. It's hard but the original everyone talks about how hard the very first donkey kong country is and i don't think it's easy but i used to beat it as a kid and i can beat it now like standing on my i don't find that game that hard no, I,
1: I I don't find the first one that hard either. Me neither. But playing
0: this one, and admittedly, I was on like twenty four hours of no sleep the last time I played it. But there were a few levels, particularly near the end, uh, which is where they should be. You should get harder as you play. But this game, fucking, this game will work you if you don't get good. There's no half assing your way through this game. It gets fucking. Considering that you would think the Donkey Kong Country games are designed for children, in theory. Uh this game fucking will wreck you. It is hard, man.
1: Absolutely. But here's <laughs> here's the issue with how difficult this and and I would even say like uh I would throw the first game and the third game into this as well is that while it's very difficult, it never feels uh like undoable like no like like it it never feels like you can't do it and and you you know damn fucking well you can do it you just gotta do it yeah and so like you'll die at the same point over and over again but you always have that that mindset of like okay this time oh this time we got it we got it for sure and you're always wrong usually
0: and very very rare rarely do i feel this game is cheap and I know yeah, that I throw I, I that agree. word, or, yeah, I throw that word around way too much. When a game beats me, my first—if anyone has watched one of my Twitch streams or one of my Let's Plays—you know that, like, ah, oh, well, this is cheap. Even if it's not cheap in the least, <laughs> and I just suck, it's not my fault. It's cheap. But yeah. this game, I—the only times that I kind of feel like this game is cheap is, frankly, the Beehive levels where I at times have a hard time figuring out where I can land and where, I, like, what I can do and what I can't do
1: there, you know there was saying? there was a there was a level that I I, I really really hated um specifically and uh, that I, I I took note of because I'm like this level is so awful I, I bet and you were called, thinking of
0: the same level I just want to see what you say cause sorry
1: go ahead is are you thinking of slime climb
0: uh no but that level I actually really like that level that level is fucking hard
1: I I it is so fucking hard and uh I <laughs> I hated playing it so much because essentially the way Slime Climb works is it's a vertical level where you're having to go up basically like pirate sails, which, by the way, this game has a pirate theme for some reason, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Um, But you have to go up these pirate sails, but the water continually rises, and if if so much as a toe dips into that water, a piranha immediately comes and murders you. Yeah. Like, it's not even like – it's not even like you get a second. It's not like it's like, oh, shit, I'm in the water. Better get out. No, it's immediately you're murdered. And every time you get hit by anything, even if you have both, you're going to end up falling so far the fuck down that it doesn't matter if you have both. You're dead. Yeah,
0: you know what I would have liked in that is like – because I got to be honest. I like – game levels like that where you're either climbing up or you're running away and something is is either like coming up from behind you and trying to kill you and you can't look back i i I enjoy those levels but i agree with you the problem is you can get a huge lead on the on the the rising water in that game or slime whatever and if you make a misstep and fall or get hit or something you're fucked because you just go 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 and i think it would have been nice if they had put it in where like you could fucking like Dixie could save you somehow or like some, you know, something like, I agree with you at the end of the day, it's not cheap. It's telling you like, well, don't fuck up and you won't die. But I agree with you. You (laughs) fall so far, man. Like
1: they, they they explain the rules very clearly and it's only, it's my fault for not getting them. Mm -hmm.
0: No, that's no, I, I, I I totally get what you, I like that level or those levels, but I absolutely get what you're saying.
1: The, which which one were you thinking of though uh, that you really hate?
0: The one level in this game, and as soon as I got to it on my playthrough on that stream, I was like, "Fuck me!" There's a level, and I think there's actually a couple of them, but there's one in particular that stands out to me where you're in like a, a vineyard, and you're in like the sky, and everything is just thorny vines, and you've oh, got to yeah. like barrel, 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 barrel. And the thing is, I liked the barrel levels in the original one that sticks out to my mind in the original Donkey Kong country is the one where it's like a total bl- white out blizzard and you're trying to shoot through these barrels and it's, it's really challenging, but I like it. The reason I don't like the thorn level is because I don't find the timing of the barrels difficult. You just get lost and you can't figure out what barrel leads to what barrel leads you to your way out. And it's not, there's no way to kill you. Cause you're like, if you're even remotely good, you're not going to miss fire and shoot yourself into the thorns. It's just monotonous trying to tedious trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this area and 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 you know you know
1: what else you know what else though um just just on that note is that those thorn levels suck also because i don't know if i buy that such an area would exist whereas like an area where there's a blizzard happening i kind of i buy that
0: yeah that there's just like a sky full of thorns (laughs) like yeah (laughs) like oh yeah never go oh yeah don't go up there What's that? Yeah, where the,
1: where the fuck are we? And here's the thing. Why didn't we just go around this? Yeah,
0: that's Thorns through the sky. Why didn't you just go around it? Like, no, nah, no, nah, we'll go right through the middle. This will be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> I fucking, yeah, <laughs> that level, that level, uh, that's the, I, and that's not just the Donkey Kong Country 2 thing. Uh, any level in any game where there's not really a way to die, and I know there is technically a way to die in those Thorn levels if you misfire, but it's incredibly easy not to misfire into the Thorns. Any yeah. level where there's not really a way to die, there's no time limit, it's just tedious to try to find your way through, uh, I don't enjoy them. I'm like, give me, make it less of a maze and more of a, like, that's why I like the Blizzard levels because there's no maze, it's just difficult. I like that. When there's no difficulty and it's just trying to find my way through, I'm like, this is kind of, I don't like, this is boring. So that's my, those are the, ugh. There's one in particular, one of those vine levels that just sticks in my craw. And I fucking, it's the one level in the game that I'm like, suck my balls. I is, hate this Is it level. the one
1: where you have to like go back and forth between using Diddy Kong and Dixie Kong and using the fucking parrot? Uh, yes, it is. Yes. Because I hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the only level in the game that really irritates me. Cause like this game gets fairly, I felt maybe the first one. Got a little more creative as far as stuff like the stop and go barrels and the turning on lights and some of the like the minecart levels where you're the cart you were on would run out of oil and fall through if you didn't pick up more gas for it and stuff like that. I felt like there was a little yeah. bit more creativity in the first one, but I just think for the most part, the level design is much tighter in this one and the levels are bigger and more fun to play.
1: Yeah, well, in this and this game, we had mentioned it a little bit earlier, but this game has way more in terms of secrets. Yes. And like little things that you can find. Like, uh, I, I remember like just a couple of days ago, like it, to prepare for this, I was just sort of watching a playthrough online and I was like, oh, these guys know a bunch of shit I don't know.
0: Yeah. I, I've never been a huge like i've never 100 percented a donkey kong country well the original trilogy like where you have to find all the secret exits and stuff because i like or the 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 like the bonus levels and things yeah i was, I've never i was
1: gonna ask because i know that this game has like has a secret ending if you do everything
0: yeah i've never i would like to sit down and do that but i've never really worried about it one thing i love that this game introduced that the first one didn't have is uh the dk coins that you collect oh yeah, yeah. because the first game didn't have that and this one not only does this game have the d oh no maybe it's donkey kong country 3 that
1: has the no this, no this one has the dk coins
0: yeah i think 3 is the one where they they're not just floating there they're actually in like a kremlin shield and you got to find a way to hit them from behind to get the coin out but it sounds this-
1: vaguely familiar but i haven't played the third one in forever yeah
0: i played the third one after it came to switch and i was like now nah, i'm trying to keep them straight but this one just has dk coins floating somewhere And that I like, I like that more than I like the idea of finding all the secret exits just to get a bunch of like bananas or coins that I don't need anymore. But I love being able, I love looking for the DK coin in every level because they're very creatively placed in a lot of these levels. Very creatively placed. I love that
1: idea. Love that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um One thing, just something that I think is funny that that I'll mention is that every time I play this game and it's not like this isn't like the hardest game that I play, but just because of how intense and like because it's a platformer that's difficult, you basically have to be paying attention at all times to what your hands are doing. Yeah. And so whenever I play this game and it's always this one, it's never the first one or, or the third one or whatever. It's always this one. My hand gets really fucked up from playing it, like my right hand will like cramp up for like days. Oh really? Days. Yeah, like I'll go to work and people will be like why are you why why do you have a claw and I'm like I'm not it's not on purpose. I'm just playing Donkey Kong Country 2 right now. <laughs> well, it's
0: uh you know what? I I kind of get that cuz like I there's something about yeah, I kind of agree with you actually, Bradley. There's something about Donkey Kong Country 2 that is just more intense donkey kong country 1 is just a platformer and donkey kong country 3 is very exploration based you've got like an actual overworld where you can kind of go to i'd like to do an episode on donkey kong country 3 someday but you actually like explore this overworld and there's like mini games where you trade items with other characters and stuff like that donkey kong country 2 is just an intense platforming game with a lot of those scrolling levels You know, scrolling levels or levels where they're coming up from the bottom, or there's like the, there's a few of the underwater levels where you have to jump on the walrus and then he spits water out to like make the water not hot, I guess, or something. And uh, you're right. This game, you cannot let your guard down in Donkey Kong Country 2. Very rarely can you just put the controller down and take a break. It's just constant. And it's, I get that. I understand that. It's, it's a very, very intense platformer. Yeah. More so than the other two.
1: Now, here's the thing I, I want I would I would love to sit here and, and jerk this game off because I really love this game. But there is something that I have to mention that I think really sucks about this game. What's that? The fucking save system is awful. It's so bad. Yeah. Um, the yeah, way the save works in this game, for anyone who doesn't know, is that essentially what you have to do is that you have to pay for your saves And if you game over, you go back to the last time you saved. But because you have to pay for them, you can't save after every level. But if you if you fucking beat a level and then couldn't afford to pay for a save and then you played the next level and gamed over. Now you have to go back and replay that fucking hard level that you couldn't afford to save after. And guess what? If you couldn't afford to save after this time. You probably couldn't afford to save again, now, so you, you're gonna have to memorize these levels in a painstaking way.
0: So now, okay, so on one hand, agreed. I, I like. <laughs> now we gotta remember that, like, this game is a is a product of its time. Like, save files and save points as a whole. I think most of us can agree have become like an archaic game mechanic. It should just be like yes. save wherever you want. And I will say, this game's on the Nintendo Switch Online. Play it on there and then you can just save anytime you want.
1: Like it's, it's easier. Yeah, that, and that's, and to be honest, that's what I did this time because right. I'm like, I'm not replaying fucking levels this time.
0: <laughs> so, but I do agree with you. I don't like the idea of having to pay to save, but now I will say I never found myself hurting for cash in this game. I always had just so much money. Like after oh, the really? first, yeah, but maybe that's because in the first couple worlds, I'm looking for all the Donkey Kong coins, so I'm playing the levels over and over and over again, and I just keep picking up coins and picking up coins. And then I just I found that I had so much money that the my beef with the saving isn't so much the money because I know though if I ever found myself out of cash, my problem with the oh yeah my problem with the saving and this was my problem with the first Donkey Kong Country game is that when you get to a new world, yes, you, I,
1: I knew you were gonna say you've got a
0: you you don't know where the save point like like. To me, the save point should be the first, like the first um, uh, destination on each level, on each world's map. So you can save as soon as you get to a new world. But you've got to fight sometimes through three, four levels before you can save. That, to me, is my bigger problem. And the same was with the first Donkey Kong Country. You can't, like... So if you can't beat this first level and then you die, you've got to go back to midway through the last level or whatever you saved in the last world. And I, and, then and, you I, have
1: to, and then you have to fight
0: the boss and again. And then you got to fight the boss again. And that's my big problem is that I wish that they would just... Like, why put the save point in the middle of the fucking world where I have to fight my way to it? That So, like, I agree with you in the I don't like the save file. I just don't like it for a different reason. But I do agree yeah, with and, you. And, the saving you is kind what? of a you, pain in the ass.
1: You know what, though? What you've just said, actually, it, it actually makes more sense than what I said. So. Oh,
0: but either way, it's, it's... Now, I will say... I like the way that they expanded the stuff you could do on the map. Because in the first game, you could go visit uh, Candy Kong, which was Donkey Kong's girlfriend and save. And then you could go visit Cranky Kong and he'd yell at you. And then Funky Kong would fly around and nobody ever used him. But in this one, uh, there's like the game show. And I don't really like Swanky Kong, the guy that hosts it. But I do like the game show mechanic that you can oh, go to. I like to. Swanky Kong. Ah, Swanky Kong, fucking, he looks like Saul Goodman. If Saul Goodman was on Doggy (laughs) Dog Country, I don't know if I care for him, but I like that you can play these little like his little game shows and win extra lives and stuff like that. Uh, Especially near the end of the game, like when I was playing it on my twenty four hour stream, I was actually running out of lives, and I went to his game show and just stocked up. And I was like, "Ah, fucking a!" Because it's not hard to win lives off of him at all, like at all. Yeah. Um, But I really like the that they just added a couple more things to that overworld. They
1: they added. One thing that I really like that they added is that they added the bonus levels that you can pay the Kremling to unlock. Yes. And, uh, you yeah, you pay in Donkey Kong coins. And to be honest, like, those Donkey Kong coins are pretty well hidden. Mm-hmm. So, like, I never had, like, enough to do all of them. Yeah. But, like, the few levels that I did do were really good.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of any platformer or any game like this. That makes something collectible, like the cause the Donkey Kong coins are collectible, one per level. They get progressively much, much, much harder to find. But the reward for finding them is paying this giant Kremlin to let you into these really difficult bonus levels. And uh I, and, and I love that. I love that mechanic in any of these games.
1: Absolutely. And nobody does nobody does collectibles quite like rareware, I don't think.
0: Fuck. Isn't that the I guess yeah, with the trilogy of these Donkey Kong games and then Banjo banjo tooie yeah you're right and then Con-
1: conquers bad fur day
0: donkey kong 64 which i've uh Ugh. the oh, one no. donkey kong game that just that's the echo think, the dolphin of donkey kong games
1: I, I don't even count it i don't people are I, people, when people are asking me like what the best donkey kong or what the worst donkey kong game is i'm like it's donkey kong 3 because i don't count 64 yeah
0: i fuck i hate that game um oh yeah dude this game introduces uh cranky kong's wife too uh wrinkly wrinkly calm right and she's like the nice old lady that like is at school that gives you advice and stuff i think that's where you save actually is with wrinkly or is it cranky that you save at?
1: yeah it's I, i think you save in like no cranky runs like a museum of sorts where he tells you how to fight the bosses right
0: that's right yeah yeah
1: oh and then i think i think you do save with wrinkly but like you can buy other things from wrinkly that are
0: right yeah that's right
1: kind of not useful
0: yeah yeah i uh oh dude i fucking i i have such a hard on for cranky kong you mentioned him off the top like dixie is my favorite kong period but cranky kong from the first game right up through this and the way he yells at you and tells you you suck and he would have done it better and blah 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 uh what a like just and the fact that like the fact that he's the original donkey kong just makes my heart swell i just think yeah, he's the greatest too, fucking what a what a great fucking character i actually don't like i I like that you can play as him in tropical freeze i don't like that they make him kind of nice like, he's smiling and having fun. Like, he's Cranky Kong. Make him make him be like, ah, for fuck's sakes, I'll do it. Like, make it like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, do you know yeah, I what agree. I mean? I agree. But I, I, yeah, like, I, they really tried to expand the Kong universe over these games, and sometimes for the best and sometimes for the worst. But I agree with you. Outside of Dixie and maybe Diddy, because Diddy Kong has become, I think, like, there's a reason Diddy Kong is in Smash and everything. Like, Diddy Kong is a staple of Nintendo's lineup now. Um, You know,
1: you know what's interesting though? And it's just, it's a thought that I, that I just had. So Cranky Kong has become, as was like, has been a video game character forever. Like since 1980 when the original Donkey Kong came out. Yeah. And it took until Tropical Freeze, which I think was 2013 for him to ever be playable.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's, he's never playable. Like the (laughs) the first two or the first and third Donkey Kong you play is Mario and then the third, or the second one, you play as Donkey Kong Jr.
0: Yeah. No, you're right. He is never playable. So, but then when they, did, you remember like, they had like a big press event and they had a big announcement and they're one more thing. And then it was Cranky Kong will be playable in Tropical Freeze. And everyone was like, what? That's your big, but I, but I agree with you. Part of me was like, fucking a, I can play as Cranky Kong.
1: I love Cranky Kong. I, I, I was more excited about that than the Sephiroth and Smash reveal.
0: <laughs> like I go to his, I go, I always visit him in this game just to let him yell at me. And I can't remember yeah, if he does it. it I can't remember if he does it in this one cuz these all kind of blend together to me but I remember in the first game you could go into his like he would sit at his cabin and he'd be sitting out front in his rocking chair and you'd stand there and he'd yell at you and he would hit you with his cane and you would hear Diddy or Donkey Kong be like, ah, ah, and he'd like hit them with the cane and then you'd leave. I can't remember if he does that in this one, but he's just well, such a great character. He's so at funny. The end,
1: at the end of the first one, he like he does like a bit of a monologue where he's like, I'm super proud of you. And you're like, you know what? I fucking earned this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It makes you feel good. You're like, oh, I got yeah. Cranky Kong's uh, approval. That feels nice.
1: Yeah. You, you know, like when you get approval of somebody who's just like a genuinely nice person and you're like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, all right, but then yeah. like somebody who's a dick is like, "Good job," and you're like, oh, "My God, thank you."
0: <laughs> yeah, he's I fucking love him. Um, but like, like, like I say though, I also love Diddy and Dixie. I have been on the fucking bandwagon for years that Dixie Kong. I, I I will not stop saying it until she's in Smash Brothers or Smash Brothers is no longer. I want Dixie Kong in Smash,
1: and this I, game. I think, I think I think it's not. I think it's not going to be Smash Ultimate, but I think she's got to be in the next
0: one. I'm dude. She like. Listen, dude. A second, you and I just like so. When you play the first Donkey Kong Country, I think we're both in agreement, as probably most people are. You spend as much of the game as possible controlling Diddy Kong. But when you play this one, you and I'm going to ask you. And if you're if you disagree with me, say so. But I cannot fathom that you don't treat Dixie Kong in this game the way you treated Diddy Kong in the first. Every yeah, chance I sure you can do. be Dixie, you yeah. Every time you can play as Dixie, you're going to right every time. Yeah. Um. And and to me. 90 percent of it is because of the hair spin um yeah being being able to like clear larger
1: gaps it's a it's a huge it's a huge get
0: oh or like when you're just doing something that's very precise platforming and being able to like slow so like if you never played donkey kong country 2 dixie kong spins in circles and her ponytail works as like a, a, a propeller and she like, like floats down yeah just like how like in super mario world when you have the cape you can float down and kind of place your landing better dixie kong does that and and the thing about it like donkey kong country games dude you fall like they have a great sense of gravity you fall in these games fast oh, yeah. and uh there's a lot of levels particularly those fucking beehive levels where you've got to fall kind of down like gaps and there's bees kind of floating in the air and if you touch one you'll die and to do it as diddy kong is borderline impossible because he can't spin he can't slowly glide down whereas dixie kong you're like this is a walk in the park like she's just i forget the fact that i think she looks cool her gameplay mechanics she's fucking awesome i love it's everything way, about it's her. way more fun yeah and then like her actual like standing attack is she just spins her like i don't know what the fuck she uses in her hair but that she spins in her ponytail is like a weapon uh she's she's like the fucking oh uh, I, I love Dixie Kong so much. Every level that you beat. Remember in the first game when you'd beat a level who whichever monkey was, you were controlling when you beat the level that's whose head would show up on the map? Yeah. And it's the same thing in this one except you don't just uh, run through an exit and leave. You jump on that target and then if you hit the target hard enough you get to do like a little celebration thing. Oh, yeah, she pulls out a guitar. Oh, Like, in Diddy's is cool because Diddy turns his hat backwards and puts on shades and has, like, a boombox on his shoulder and, like, rocks out. And it's cool. But Dixie Kong takes out an electric guitar and just fucking shreds for a minute. She starts shredding, oh, dude. And I love, like, every chance I have to switch to Dixie Kong at the end of a level, I'm going to switch to Dixie Kong because I love that animation so much. <laughs> She's just such a fucking cool character. I'm a little... Not a little. I'm a lot disappointed that they haven't done more with her, frankly. A
1: lot disappointed. Yeah, to, to be honest, it's it's a heresy. Because she is playable in Tropical Freeze, right?
0: She's, I, as someone that, like, knows that game inside and out, it's impossible without Dixie Kong. Like, every okay. chance, because you can, it's like, not to get too off of Donkey Kong Country 2, but if you've never played Tropical Freeze, you only control Donkey Kong. And then you can get Cranky, Diddy, or Dixie, and they'll ride on your back, and you get their, like, their powers. And, Diddy, you get, like, uh, the booster pack that'll kind of shoot you up in the air. Cranky can do the ducktails style like, pogo bounce. Uh, Dixie can do the, the hair twirl to float, and it just—it's a godsend. Like, she—that hair twirl mechanic is the single best mechanic in any Donkey Kong game.
1: Is that—is that really how that game operates? I haven't played that game in a long time, but can you really only play as Donkey Kong in yeah. Tropical Freeze? Yeah, your that side— sucks.
0: Well, so your sidekick rides on your back, but then when you do— The 200% mode, like when you play through it again on hard mode, I thought it'd be impossible because one hit kills you when you play it on super hard mode. Because when you play it on regular mode, if you have a sidekick on your back and you get hit, you lose your sidekick, but you keep controlling Donkey Kong. When you play it in hard mode, you get one hit and that's it. But if you find a barrel for Cranky, Diddy, or Dixie, then you just become them and you control them. And uh, I beat basically the entire hard mode in that game with just Dixie Kong. Because you have to get through all those levels without getting hit once. And Dixie Holy Kong, shit. yeah, well, Fuck. it sounds impossible, but Dixie makes it totally playable. Like she's, it really, it really sincerely, maybe my biggest gripe with any board like mainstream Nintendo franchise is that Diddy Kong doesn't get, or Dixie Kong doesn't get more screen time because I just think she's the coolest character in the franchise. G- um,
1: give her her do nintendo you yeah
0: fucks like do something with her put her in smash put her in go mario kart put another diddy kong racing out put her in that something
1: something <gasps> oh, i would like that oh i um, like where we're going with that
0: so she's awesome and then obviously like diddy kong i correct me if i'm wrong but i don't feel like outside of being able to do moves where you can like use Dixie Kong and like thrower and vice versa I think Diddy Kong plays identical to how he played in the first one
1: yeah I, I think like I think it's I think even think it's the same sprite like it's very very similar yeah
0: I think they just right click saved as on Diddy Kong <laughs> from the first one and put him into this but I love that because as someone that played the first one religiously it felt like an old like he feels like don't change it it's not broken don't change it it felt like an old friend like he felt exactly how I remembered him feeling control um, c control v yeah exactly uh and that's like to me th- there's two things about the donkey Kong country games at the end of the day that really stand out to me and one is the controls i i th- it's so funny they're because tight. they're tight but they don't feel constricting at all does that make sense like they feel yeah. loose but they handle tight I don't know how else I, to explain it.
1: No, no. I, I actually agree. I I would almost put Donkey Kong Country, like especially because I just played it, sort of in like a pantheon of nearly perfect control.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude. Like, dude, where yeah. it,
1: I, I feel like I'm in control of my character at any time. And if there's a fuck up, that's my fault.
0: Yeah. I will put the Donkey Kong Country games right alongside. Like you all, this is the highest praise I can pay a game. I put the Donkey Kong Country games side by side with Mario as far as the controlling and the platforming goes like they they're that tight they feel that, that perfect. is
1: that is high praise that is high praise the the problem with this game is that it's or not the problem but the the nice thing about this game is that it's hard but it's not cheap
0: not at all no um and 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 this kind of ties into my second real big sticking point with the Donkey Kong Country games I think the reason they feel tight but loose at the same time is because of the art style and the graphics. When you play a Mario game, and I'm thinking Super Nintendo specifically Super Mario World or Yoshi's Island, like Mm -hmm. they're both good looking games. Yoshi's Island in particular is beautiful. But but they're clearly like two-dimensional. Everything's outlined in black. Do you know what I mean? Like that classic 2B, like 2D uh, platformer. Whereas this game kind of feels like a false 3D. And I feel like maybe that's why the controls feel looser. It's just because everything feels more v- loose. Everything's more vibrant and almost blurry in a way, but in a good way. Like it way. almost
1: it almost feels a bit more real than a Mario game.
0: Yeah. I dude, I am telling you, like I'm looking at some screenshots of Donkey Kong Country 2. There's the odd person and I you see him online. If you Google it, I promise you you'll see people saying this. There are some people that don't think these games have aged well graphically. Uh, I cannot disagree with you more. And that's coming no, not from right? And that's coming from someone that has a like a borderline fetish for 2D, 16 and 8-bit like pixel art. This is not pixel art. This is a 3D game squished flat into a 2D game. I don't know exactly how they do it, but I think these games look fucking
1: spectacular. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like the like the, the the character models are unbelievable.
0: Yeah, and like the like I'm looking at the the background of the very first level right now because that's just a picture on the Wikipedia page, and there's like the the that beautiful kind of green blue shade of water that just goes off into the distance with the skies behind you, and then you're on oh. a pirate ship, and the pirate ship looks 3D, but you can only move on a 2D plane, and uh, it's they're just. I think that the Donkey Kong Country games, mm, they might be the best looking games on the Super Nintendo. They might be. They ooh, might be. That's,
1: ooh, I don't know. I, like, I mentioned this off podcast, but I, I'm playing Chrono Trigger right now, and ooh, fuck me, that game is good looking. Sure it is.
0: But, like, but Chrono is a lot like the Final Fantasies, a lot like the Marios, and the fact that it's got that, I don't that pixel art with the black outline and then you fill it in with the pixel, like the little squid. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? That's that's true. Whereas this one, like it almost looks like a painting. It's it's Yeah, actually, like, no.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: Maybe I sound stupid because I don't know what the right terms are, but like, you know how like 90% of, of of drawings or or old video games or whatever, everything has got that black outline and then they fill it in. Everything. Even if that that really thin black outline. This game doesn't have that. Nothing has that black outline. Everything is just as it is and I, yeah the painting is the way to describe it like looking at these pictures it literally looks like a like a, you could just take a, a still of the of the screen and it looks like a painting and that's just mm-hmm. to me they're they're beautiful looking video games i love the way they look I, all three of them i think all three of them look spectacular uh
1: um, you know what i you know what i'm not gonna argue too hard on you uh, with you on that one because i I think they're great fucking looking games.
0: Yeah, dude, they're I, like I don't have anything Dude, I love that the and th- this was something that was in the first game as well, but I love that the screen is completely clean of any form of a HUD unless you want to bring up like your banana count or like they show up when you pick up like an extra yeah, life yeah, or a that's, banana. that's that's
1: true. Like like you're you're basically just running on like, like you don't have to have every piece of information that you have presented at yeah. all times.
0: Um, yeah, there's no fucking like, score counter or time mechanic or anything at the top of the screen, which I fucking love. Uh, I love the, the various places you go. I actually, I don't normally like underground lava levels because I think they're just kind of dark and depressing. Like in Super Mario World, those are some of my least favorite levels or the underground lava cave levels. Whereas in okay. this game, I fucking love it when you go underground and you're playing in the lava love Yeah, it's
1: it. like that's like the whole second world and it's good Dude. man. it's good although here's the thing <clears throat> if we're talking worlds in this game we all know what the best one is we all know it's the fucking amusement park yes it is yeah i was, it's, it's, I was just gonna
0: say you better say the amusement
1: park yeah it's it's the amusement park for sure because here's the thing even if you don't love playing the levels in that it's always the one you're gonna remember
0: yeah it's it's the like, same as in the first donkey kong country the factory to me is the world that sticks out the most
1: Absolutely! Like, when you had said, do you want to do Donkey Kong Country 2 on the show, I was like, oh, sweet, the amusement park one. Yeah. Hell yeah.
0: Um, They really do a great job. Like, I'm looking at the pirate ship one right now. It looks gorgeous. The underground lava ones, and you can see the caverns in the background with all the lava underneath. The amusement park, you can actually see, like, the amusement park in the background and the rides and all that kind of
1: stuff. There's there's two Ferris wheels.
0: Yes. Like, (laughs) they really find a way to distinguish each world from each other, and they're fucking and and then oh dude not only again except maybe the beehives which are also look cool i just hate the beehive levels uh the other thing i love about this game is uh the the music in this game fucking bangs man
1: oh go, it goes well I'm, and that goes without saying right like it's is this kirk hope like is this grant Kirkhope doing the the music for this because it sure as shit sounds like it
0: yeah i don't know uh it doesn't look like it on the wikipedia yeah. page Um, interesting but but I agree with you I I, like when we edit when I edit this video or this episode I don't know what music I'm definitely putting the lava music in because I actually love that music for the lava worlds but uh, the the music in this game is just like I I mean in case you guys can't tell by now like I really 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 like this video game Uh, (laughs) um, it's considered I think most consider it the best of the original trilogy maybe the best Donkey Kong country game period um
1: i you know i almost i almost think i like the first one better but a lot of me also thinks maybe that's just nostalgia talking
0: yeah that's so until i played this for that 24 hour stream i would have said the first one is my favorite because that's the one i played so much growing up but having played this one just not you know not long ago because of the stream uh Mm -hmm. i was like no this in almost every fashion as much as i love the first donkey kong country this is the better game
1: like yeah i, I, th- I think so like like from a technical aspo- aspect this is technically better i
0: i can i really can't think of anything they didn't improve like they they made every like donkey kong country 3 is good but donkey kong country 3 they almost tried to get a little too zany with some of their ideas and it's still a really good game but i'm like you kind of lost your focus whereas like donkey kong country 2 they had the eye of the tiger they were like we did something great with the first one let's do that again and there i feel like they approved it across the board yeah absolutely it looks better it plays better it sounds better the fact that you have two diddy kongs to control and one of them is a girl and can fly is fucking awesome like it's just i'm reading the wikipedia page right now and like they're talking about how it's considered one of the greatest video games of all time. It's the sixth best-selling game in the history of the Super Nintendo. Retailers couldn't keep it in stock. It's Wow, it's,
1: people were scalping this shit.
0: Yeah, like it's... And you know, oh, dude, quickly before we wrap this up, you know what I love? Another little touch. I really like the name because it's D- a very... Diddy
1: Kong's... Or Diddy, Diddy's Kong Quest?
0: Yes, because they could have easily called it Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy Kong's Quest. But the way they called it Diddy's kong quest and kong like k-o-n-g quest sounds like conquest but it's kong quest i just it's, think that's such it's, a clever, it's clever.
1: I, ah. I like it way better than double trouble or whatever the next one yeah is. dixie
0: dixie kong's double trouble or whatever it was called uh
1: yeah, and and you know what make dixie kong the main character i'm i'm good with that but don't yes. call it that
0: yes i agree with don't, you
1: don't Don't call the game that.
0: I'm looking just at just in case you're all wondering. I'm looking at the top six selling Super Nintendo games right now, and it goes Super Mario World, Super Mario All-Stars, Donkey Kong Country, Super Mario Kart, Street Fighter Two, and then Donkey Kong Country Two. Donkey
1: Kong Country Two, like that, that is way higher up there than I expected.
0: Well, but you know what? Donkey Kong Country Three is number ten. Like this is really that's a great trilogy. Like is
1: Yoshi's Island on that list?
0: Uh, yeah, it's eight.
1: Eight. Okay, seven. I was like.
0: 7 is Zelda, 8 is Yoshi's Island, 9 is Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and then 10 is Donkey Kong Triple Triple Triple.
1: I, I'm actually very, very surprised that Street Fighter outdid Zelda. Me too. But I guess, but I guess, like I wasn't around for the Street Fighter craze in the '90s. I was still an infant, so I I don't really know what happened there.
0: Yeah, I'm not a huge like I've said that many times. I don't. I suck at Street Fighter, but
1: I um, I I don't like Street Fighter. It's it's fine.
0: But the rest of them are awesome. Oh, dude! And it actually just says here on this list, uh, Diddy Diddy's Conquest is the best-selling Super Nintendo game that was never bundled with a Super Nintendo so
1: interest now now that's interesting
0: yeah but it deserves it it's a great game i like i can't i don't i think we're almost done i think we've talked about dude is there anything that we've forgotten i just think it's spectacular spectacular video game
1: uh i like that king k rule is no longer a king in this game but a captain
0: yeah yes dude k rule is a is an underrated bad guy
1: i agree i wish that he had the the like i wish there was an alt costume in smash brothers where you could wear the pirate outfit
0: yes i'm so glad that he's in smash brothers i think he's well, such a too. great villain man like he's me too
1: he's he's one of my faves i'm i'm was pissed when they replaced him with a piece of wood in donkey kong country returns yeah yeah fuck yes you know when they just made it a piece of wood when it wasn't uh, k rule
0: fuck you um yeah, yeah k rule is fucking awesome
1: Buddy. Absolutely, absolutely. This is a fucking unbelievable game. It really this is, is. An unbelievable game.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, so I'm trying to figure out a. Way. Oh wait. Uh, it says there was 52 levels, so that's a good way to score it. 52. So on a scale of one to 52, what would you give Donkey Kong Country 2: Diddy's Conquest? Oh, what a great name! Oh
1: man, out of 52, that's just like that's such a big number that I really have to consider. You know what? I'm gonna say 49 out of 52.
0: All right. That's yeah, like a nine, nine and change. Out of 10. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I was honestly, dude, like 51. I like it, loses. <laughs> Holy shit. It's, I, I can't tell you guys how much I, I legitimately like the Donkey Kong Country games as much as I like Super Mario World. Like, it's the only reason it's losing a point is because of stupid squawks and that level where you have to fly through the vine sky and the fact that it's not Super Mario World. But I.
1: And, I, and you have to save. Uh, like the whole save thing about trying to right. figure out the bosses. saves the
0: saves suck um but uh, well you know what though i if i'm gonna be transparent and be fair if i'm gonna shit on the save files unless you knew about the cheap ways you could save in super mario world you had to kind of do the same thing there once you got by a save point you you couldn't even go back and just save you kind of to fight through to the next ghost house or fortress or whatever to save so if yeah, i'm that's, that's fair i know i don't throw a lot of shade at super mario world but there were a couple of moments when i was playing that game as a kid where i was like fuck i, I my mom's like you gotta go to bed but i'm like i've beaten four levels and i gotta save like i just don't find that I, I don't find the saves as spread out in that as they are in donkey kong country that's all.
1: My, my mom my mom understood my mom understood like can i get to a save point and she would always let me do it <sighs> My mom, but sometimes she'd come in like 45 minutes later and be like, really? Are, you haven't got to a save point yet? And I'd lie and be like, no, totally, I haven't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, my mom stopped stopped gaming before save points were a thing. So <laughs> she was like, no, nah, fuck that. Turn it off. Go to bed. Fuck you. Get away from me. Um,
1: I'm, my mom's a huge gamer. Oh,
0: actually, I don't know if I'd like that or not because then my mom would be... Dude, it's funny because... Uh, sorry, guys, we're going to end this. But like my mom just retired and we were joking about how like... She's like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself now. And my girlfriend and I were joking about how she's going to go out and get like an Xbox and just become like a call of duty beast. And like, <laughs> just like, like, I'll just hear, like, see these YouTube clips of these Twitch streamers is getting worked by this like old lady who's just laughing at them while she's just feeding them. anyway is that's a whole different story.
1: My, my mom, my mom calls me all the time to ask advice in, uh, breath of the wild
0: i love that that's so yeah. that's just that just makes me feel nice that's a good story <laughs> um dude that's i god man thanks for doing this i have wanted to we covered the original donkey kong country around episode 40 so of like the show
1: episodes ago. that's
0: literally two years ago and uh, i have wanted to cover this game since and it just kept falling through the cracks and falling through the cracks and uh boy it just it, it we waited way too long to cover this game and this is if you were to ask me what super, if you had never played the Super Nintendo, and you're like, well, what game should I play? I would say Super Mario World. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm not allowed to play Super Mario World. This game, it's illegal. yeah. Then this might be my number two if you're just looking for a platformer because it's Man, just that's superb. That
1: that is like quite the uh, quite the recommendation though. The second the second best platformer on the ooh
0: it might be this it might be this
1: i I think it might be yoshi but like i also fucking this is definitely be third i think
0: yoshi's island was the other one that i was like well yoshi's island is yoshi's island listen you guys know my yoshi bias but yoshi's island is pretty fucking amazing too oh Um, that's
1: right you hate yoshi for no reason no
0: he sucks that's why i hate him but (laughs) uh, anyway uh bradley Thank you for joining me. Thank you for liking this game, and thank you for allowing. Remember the game industries to finally give Dixie Kong the goddamn moment in the sun that she has deserved for a hundred and whatever amount of episodes it'll be before this episode goes up.
1: Thank you. N- Ninten- Nintendo won't do it, so we have to.
0: Somebody fucking has to. And if they want a season to assist me on this because I called them out for not loving Dixie Kong, fucking you can't get blood from a stone. I don't have any money for you to take. Dixie that's, Kong that's is a, spectacular. That, that- That would be a great marketing campaign
1: if they gave you a cease and desist. (laughs) Uh, I'd
0: be all over that. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. What are you going to do? Fuck you. Uh, Bradley, thanks for doing this, buddy. That was a lot of fun.
1: Hey, no problem, Adam. Thanks for having me.
0: do it for this week's episode. Bradley, thank you so much for giving me a call to talk a little Donkey Kong Country 2. Fuck, I love this game. And to each and every one of you hearing my voice in your head right now, thank you so much for listening. Hey, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoy what we've been doing for the last 141 fucking weeks, uh, consider throwing us a couple of bucks on Patreon. Literally, it's two bucks, and it helps me out so much. You get extra podcasts, early podcasts, a shout-out. I'll read your comments. You can pick games, get into our Discord, so much more. Uh, you can find it at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Uh, this Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, which is our the, the show that is exclusive to our patrons, uh, the topic is up for vote right now. It'll be over by the time you guys hear this, but I'm quite confident that i'm just looking to see what i think is what's gonna win i'm pretty sure best couch co-op games is probably gonna win uh yeah yeah Favorite couch co-op games is running away, so that's almost certainly what we're going to be talking about this Sunday. So you get that, plus all our old episodes at patreon.com slash rememberthegame, two bucks. Support me, thank you so much. I have a P.O. Box. You can find the address at rememberthegamepodcast.com, but it is P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V one g seven don't send me big things it's i appreciate them but you don't have to do that send me a postcard a letter just say hi i'll send you a postcard back we'll be pen pals when one of us goes to jail we can just keep writing back and forth to each other it'll be awesome uh and i'm on twitch Come by there. Dude, our Twitch is really growing. It's just fucking sick. It is so much fun. I look forward to it every week. Look for member the game over on Twitch. Not remember. Member the game over on Twitch. I'm there Tuesday and Wednesday nights and Saturday afternoons just playing video games and arguing with the chat. It's usually a lot of fun, so you can come by there. And that'll do it for this week's episode. Next week for episode 142, unless something goes catastrophically wrong, it'll be the Star Fox 64 episode that I've owed you guys since it won our Patreon poll. This week, uh, Friday... For Patreon supporters, or Monday on the free feeds, game patch 31 will go live. Expansion pass 52 goes live this Sunday. It never stops, man. The podcast, the podcast, the podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember, the game is brought to you by our Patreons. We could not produce. All the podcasts, all the YouTube stuff, the Twitch streams, all the crap that we turn out without each and every one of your support, it means so much to me. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every single person that has supported us at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. So prepare for me to fuck up a few names and a huge thank you to... <gasps> A novel console, Aaron Backer, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam J. Adam Oshirello, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Alex Martinez, Amarok, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, A- Andy Hudson, April Zane, Ar- Ari Picker, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronenbitter, A-Town, Ben Booyah, Ben Boucha, Ben Drinkin, Buganish, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brandon... Brendan Hain, Brian McKay, Brian Robbins, Brian Maderos, Brian Ransom, Charlie Maderos, Chris Campbell, Chris Coplin, Chris Fleury, Chris Goodfellow, Christopher Russell, Chris Sumner, Chuck Schlarp, Cody Poland, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandiquidic, Chris Knife007, Dan T, Dana Wucheral, Dana Upton, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Ray, David Schnatterer, Defunct, Derek Jane. Derpimus Prime, Desert Tortoise, Devin Gordon, Divalc, DNA Gaming, Do How, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Doxer, Dylan, Electronic Emotions Program, MFELF, Ref- Evan Refuse, Fake McHugh, Faro Vitale, Fer- Ferdy Martinez, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, G9PSX, Gary C., Geek Life Radio, Andre SJA Flash, Chafar, James Anderson, James Clark jared jason cortez jb retromania jay clutch jeff johnson from game on gnt jeffrey mathis Jer bear jesse clark joe buck joe gillespie joe mack john Doskus, john quack john Byrne 86 jordan josh morgan Joshua Davis, Joshua, pardon me, Joshua Davis, Joshua Shenfield, K Jam, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keegs, Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Donlin, Kevin Hufford, Kinslayer, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon napskog Les and Luca, Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Makeshift Mallow Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, McJr, Mega Man2OG, Mercury869, Michael Mathis, Mick Morse Michael Hegg Mike Cummings Mike Mick Miklos Blackshaw Miles from BringbackRetro.com Morgan MPG in Buffalo Mr. Satan Mr. Nick mister Me seeks MeSeeks0406 Mulverine Films Murat Pepper Nathan Tremblay Nathan W Nevrop Nick Sills Nick Lu- Ninja Lunchbox79 No One Cares Pat Duddy Paul Bullard, Parzival, P.B. McFadden, Peebs, Pie Messiah, Poops Loomis, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Retro Bismol, Rex Sheldon, Robert Fuchsia, Robert Lippa, Rodrigo Tamazi, Rogue Agent, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan White, Ryan Yeager, Sam Wright, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Seriously Ron on P, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Spencer C. Weiss, Starro Probbins, Stefan Fukasawa, Steve O'Connor, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, That One Kid Nick, The Anti Spatial Podcast, The Giraffe, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The T Word, They Call Me Badger, Thor the Hammer, Tim L, Tim Real, Todd O, Tom Kite, Tommy Reynolds, Tony Cherichetti, Troy <coughs> K, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wolfgang Darren, Juan B, Wyman Brooks, X Water Yamcha, Zane Donovan, and Zoo Troy. That wasn't perfect, but I've done better. Uh, or done worse and better. I've done, anyway. Good enough. There's your shoutouts. I fucking tried. Thanks a lot for the support, everybody. I love you guys. Cheers.